Welcome to Finding Neurodivergence, a quick bite. These quick bites will be either letting out a rant or giving out a quick tip. Some may even be a glimpse in how we're dealing with something in our life. Either way, you'll enjoy it. And if you don't, blame COVID. Okay, welcome back. Let's listen. Let's get into it. Okay, so this is something I've been wanting to ask you for a while because I never know how to approach these things. Okay. Um, basically, the, the question is, how do you tell people in your life that you think their son or daughter is X diagnosis? You know? Um, yeah. Oh, one of the reasons why I'm always one. hesitant is because I feel like sometimes I see everything through the trauma lens. I see everything through the neurodivergent yeah, lens. Yeah, I've been so like, that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't want to yeah. misdiagnose just because I see everything through that like, lens. Through that lens. Yeah. Because it's some things are just They're just the normal, way they are. You know? Yeah. Some things are just the way they are. So yeah. I'm always weary of like, is this me or is this something? Right. I should say. So tell us about, I, yeah, this is a really, really good topic because I've run into this um, a lot and I feel like I've gotten to a good place with how to deal with it, but I want to talk through this current situation you're in right now. Do you feel comfortable talking about it? Yes. I'm not going to use names. Um, Okay. So you, this came up and. This came up because her daughter has been diagnosed with. Your friend. My friend. Okay. It's my friend. Her daughter has been diagnosed and it's my friend for like 12 years or so okay it's it's a long-term friend. long-term friend not new yeah not new adult relationship but yeah not new okay um and she's been there with me as I adopted my daughters like and my diagnosis of every all my kids and then me and you know um and so her daughter her daughter's been diagnosed with ADHD okay um and so I've been we've been supporting each other in that in that jazz yeah. But as she's talking, it just seems, and as I, as I learned more with you, because I'll be honest, like I only knew the basics and probably a lot of the myths. Around of, ADHD. Not about ADHD, oh, well, oh, about, about autism. Autism. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, and I know it presents differently in males and females, but yeah. I don't really know how. So I don't feel well-versed in it either. Yeah. Because it's not... Yeah one of my diagnosis that I'm an expert in, you know, because you become an expert in all of your kids' diagnosis. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So it's like if it was FASD, if it was ADHD, if it was now anxiety, selective mutism or whatever, you know, like I would. You would know how. I to, would know a lot more and be able yeah. to say, but I know all the criteria. But with right. with autism, I'm still a newbie, you know. Right. Like I know enough right. because of the world we live in, like my neurodivergent world, but I still don't. No, all, no the all the nuances. So whatnot. tell us what happened. So give us. So what? what so as I've been working, as, as we've I've been, been supporting each her. other. You yeah, know, like we've been supporting each other in all of yeah. this, and she's she's crying, I'm crying, the meltdowns, all this stuff. Like yeah. there's these like I don't say red flags. I hate it when like, people say red flags because it's right. Like, it's always like a negative, but there's yeah. little things like indicators. Her, indicators. Say that. Hey, uh-huh. indicators. Yes. Indicators. That's there's a good one. been some indicators, and I'm like, well, yeah. maybe she's autistic. And right. I mentioned it once in like passing, just in the conversations. Right. Right. Um, but not like your child has this, or like I think your child. Or has you this. should get like, diagnosed. Yeah. Or you none should of look that at stuff. It. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely these indicators of like rigidity. Like she yeah. definitely has some rigidity issues, and she has some like really big black and white issues. Yeah. Um, those are the two main ones that I would say. Yeah. Are what I would like uh-huh. go go to and like some social um yeah some 
some social, what's the word? Interference? In, like in Social anxiety or social It's not miscues. like awkwardness because that's it's, the thing. It's like yeah. everyone kind of, it's, well, he talk, she has friends and she talks to people and she can look you in the eyes so she's not autistic. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, yeah. but there's all these other. And uh-huh. I also don't know how many of these criteria are you supposed to have in order to be diagnosed. No, six, but that's another good thing we can go around. You know, but, because like with ADHD, it's like, yeah, everyone has, yeah, everyone loses their keys, but how often do you, like yeah. it's the intensity that it's changes the intensity. It. So you see this in, okay, so you see some indicators and I, the, so the dilemma is you see a friend that you're very close to struggling a lot with this one child. Right. They've already been diagnosed with ADHD. So- you know, one of the thing too for everyone is that most diagnoses of autism have a comorbidity, which means it always has another diagnosis. That's like a new thing too that people oh. are talking about a lot. So a lot of times, and also with gifted as well. Remember, we had that conversation with gifted kids. And so, she's gifted. Well, yeah. So there's, so I think getting into the mindset of like, I think sometimes people fall into the trap of like, oh, we've been diagnosed for this one thing. This is it. This is the causer of all things. But really, unfortunately, you have to get in the mindset that one thing could actually mean another thing too. Does that make sense? Like you could have two things. So you're in the dilemma of you. So what is your dilemma? Like, are you worried about your friend's mental health? Are you worried about the child? Do you think that something really bad is going to happen? Like what's the impediment to you? I don't. Is that a real word, impediment? What's the, I don't even know what that word means. Yeah. I don't even know why I said that word. I I was like, I don't know that word. I could probably spell it, but I couldn't use it in a sentence. Um, That's funny. Why do you feel the urge? Like where, what's the crux? It's been on my mind because I feel like it would give her more resources. Okay. And a new perspective and way of thinking. Because when you do have a child who is autistic, who is autistic. autistic. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to plain out say, I don't know the correct, politically correct, what I'm supposed to be saying. So, like, I'm sorry. If I offend anyone, I will figure I it know, out. I know, disclaimer. Like, I mean, it know, changes all the time. I mean, I know, it, it's how can you keep autism up syndrome disorder, but I'm not going to say that. So we're just going to say autistic on the spectrum. Well, and then the people, but then also this community, I feel like, is divided where some people like to be called autistic and so other people like to be called people with autism. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, we'll keep going. Okay. Um, what was I saying is I, I feel like because I'm talking to you a whole lot and I'm talking yeah. to our friend Sandy a whole lot and I like hear y'all stories and I think of in which her, we both have autistic daughters right uh-huh. and I think of her and then I think yeah. of just it's it makes it easier when you know the why of course and then yeah. it gives you resources to be able to be like okay this is what we can be doing and this is how we can be helping her and you know like yeah, the combination. Well, but do you think she's just banging her head against what? Like, why? Like, is she at a level of frustration that you feel like is? Yes and no. I feel like there's moments where there's definitely she's banging her head against the wall. Yeah. Um, why I'm hesitant to say anything is because a I don't feel credible in it because I don't know a, enough. But okay. Also, b. She's so overwhelmed already with the ADHD diagnosis and trying to figure out how to help her daughter. Yeah. That I feel like other people in her 
life have said something and she gets defensive because well, I that's think, what I was going to say is like, cause it's really about how, like, it's just the type of person and how you think they're going to well, react. I think she's, def- she'll get, I think she's only defensive because she's overwhelmed and thinks it's something else she has to figure out. Right. Which is true. Like I totally right. get it, but, but I don't perspe- think she's But seen- actually the big picture and you and I both know is that if your child doesn't have the right diagnosis, then no matter what you do in this one area, it's not going to, you know what I mean? She's creating more work for herself and actually it would alleviate a lot of heartache and headache if she could really comprehensively understand what's going on with her daughter. You know what I mean? Because some of the ADHD stuff looks like autism and vice versa. And that's the tricky thing. And then there's a discernment between the two, but some of it is because people thought Jojo had ADHD. Like that was her the go-to for her teachers, but really it was both autism being the bigger one, you know? So I can see why she thinks that. So you want to be, you love this friend. Oh, I love her to death. You love her to death. She's such a good supporter. Like she's the one of those people that's like, she's been there for you. You can say, I want to kill somebody and, and like be vivid about it. And she'd be like, okay. Like she just no judgment. There's never any judgment, which is, you need people like that in your life. So you can unload and be good. And you want to help her, so you want to... I don't want to kill her, anybody, by the way. Okay. You want to give her some level of relief, and you want to help the daughter, too, because you probably see the daughter struggling, right? Or you hear yeah, about the daughter's feel, struggles, yeah. right? And she's in a... Because she's, like all of us mothers who do this, in the brunt of... Yeah, it all falls on them. It all falls on them. And then I see it re- affecting her relationship with her daughter. So then she goes into that spiral of not feeling like she's a good mom, even though she's an amazing mom and like all yeah. of that. And then she she wants a relationship with her fa- her daughter that I, I don't want to say she can't have, but like be- it's just, I don't know. Like No, I get it. It's affecting their relationship. It's affecting their relationship. When I, I don't want- realize, when, I, when Do- JoJo got her diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder, I was able to be the mother that she needed to be, and I was able to put the right lens on her, and now we have an amazing relationship. But if I never got that diagnosis, we would have been at odds with each other. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't understand her. She wouldn't understand me, and I wasn't parenting right. So I understand why it's really important. But I think I think with people like us, because we are in this neurodivergent world, this comes up a lot. Right. Yeah. And so there's always a, a dilemma of um, what is your role and what is your obligation to tell parents and what is your obligation actually to the child, more so for the child, because I hate to see children suffer. And when is it none your business and you just shut your mouth? You know what yeah, I mean? Because you like want to stay in your lane. Because there's so many people. You want to stay in your lane. But yeah, you get all this judgment from everyone else and all this advice from everyone else. And you yeah, get tired you of get, it. You get people doing it to you too. And we know what that feels like. And it's so freaking annoying. But here's what I would say, because I've gone, I've done a lot of this and I have um, found kind of a sweet, like I found a little bit of, of wiggle room about how I do it. Because my kids are neurodivergent, most, you know, I'm open about it, right? Right. So I get a lot of people asking me a lot of questions, right? So I have a lot of moms, and this is why we're doing the podcast and other things, just approaching me and asking me questions because they're at a point of they don't understand or they're confused, right? And so I think um, 
you, uh, well, A, you have to be able to feel like you you have a close enough relationship with that person because I just, I don't think it's, I don't feel comfortable telling people that I don't know really, really well or I have a vested interest in or I know their child really well. But what I do tell people is um, I am comfortable saying to people that I'm close with like, hey, I see you're having a hard time. Have you ever thought about, um, you know, getting them looked at or diagnosed for this? Or maybe you can read about this and how it affects squirrels. Or I tell them my story. You know what I mean? And if I see someone, like there was a friend of ours that had a daughter who I'm really close to. And they lived in our neighborhood. And her daughter was so much like JoJo. And I just kept seeing them hitting their head against the wall and trying to figure it out. And like highly intelligent stuck 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 and I just kept telling them about Jojo like oh yeah that this is what Jojo went through and this is how he did it and then you know what we didn't know she was autistic we thought she had ADHD but turns out she was and I just would tell her my story over and over again until she finally was like you know what I maybe need to talk to someone that sounds very similar to my child and I think if you would approach it in a way of I not saying I think your daughter is autistic and I think you should go get her um, checked out tomorrow because I think they that people immediately go on the defensive. Even if they're if it's coming from love, yeah. they're hearing it as they hear it as you don't know what you're doing. You I'm giving you something new to do, which you don't have time for, and um, I'm judging you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've definitely had that. But if you say it from a perspective of, hey, I want to tell you about my friend Suzanne. Well, and you talk and, about JoJo, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I just want to tell you what she daughter. went through with her daughter and where they ended up. And I want to tell you how eight, how old is this person again? Are they, are they mid-tweens or younger than tweens? No, they're in uh, elementary. Elementary. Um, and I this is what she went through. And... um. They weren't, you know, they weren't diagnosing her correctly, but she had so many similarities to your daughter. And then they finally took the time to get it re-diagnosed and they came up with another diagnosis. I don't know. And you could say to her, I don't know if this is her diagnosis or not. But once they got it diagnosed, then everything changed. And they were able to really, really help her in the way she needed to be, you know, helped. So I, I think I just lean on telling people other people's stories a lot of the time. And not saying you need to get diagnosed, saying, hey, yeah. this is what I see and this is what I saw in my other friend's daughter. And it seems very similar. Like, have you, ever, you know? Yeah. And she just recently, like someone that, because, she's, because her daughter's having a hard time at school keeping friends Ugh. because of the social stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a hard age as well, you know? Like. Yeah, but someone approached her. One of her daughter's friends' parents parents approached her and yeah, said, and said, "I think whatever, right? I don't. It wasn't like that, but like yeah, yeah, basically." And she was like, kind of, she kind of like upset, a little bit upset about it because it was a big blow to drop with someone who doesn't really know them yeah, as well. Yeah, you're like, thanks, bye. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but also like. Maybe, you know, but then, of course, she had another professional who's not as skilled in autism and females kind of rule it out. So in her head, I think it was rolled out. So to re-come to it again is also something. 
Yeah. So I, I feel like now is the time because A, it's been around, like it's coming up as I keep hearing yeah. you and talking to you and yeah. Sandy and everything. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, I need to say something. Yeah. And now that it's come up again, I'm like, oh, I, I do need to be like, I just don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I know she will hear it with love for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to start it. That's like the hardest part too. It's just like starting it. I know. Well, I think the big thing about it is if it's someone that's really close to you and you have a relationship that you can be open with them about, I think, I think you should. Um, and if it's someone that is receptive to it, I think you should. Like I have a friend, like I was saying, we went to go, her son is kind of bombing out right now in middle school and you know, we all think there's, you know, something going on, but I know she won't be receptive to it. Yeah. Even though I'm really close to her. So for me, I'm like, you know what? That's her journey. Yeah. Because I know that she will not be receptive to hearing it. And she's got to figure that out through her own journey. But if I have people that I know are receptive to it and are in that world, like she's already in the neurodivergent world right now. Right. You know? So I think that they and need I'm, to, Yeah. And I'm her main friend in that world. Like I'm, yeah, I'm the one who's gone through it before her. So I'm the person she comes to and asks questions about and being neurodivergent myself, you know, like yeah. I can go, well, this is how it works for me in my brain, you know? So I'm definitely her sounding board and we're definitely like yeah. supporting that. So I know out of anybody, which then also makes me feel guilty. Like I should have said something sooner because then this other person wouldn't no, hurt her. No, I mean, no, that's, that's <laughs> the I whole what I should have, could have. Crap. I know, but that, that that's going to, people are going to do that stuff all the time. People did that to me all the time with JoJo. But I think you, my big thing, and this happened with another good friend of mine, her daughter, you know, another example is someone that I was close to, her daughter, who I knew really well, um, and I was around a lot. She was diagnosed with autism, and she's a female, but she, it was so tricky because, of all, you know, she was really, really smart, and she, you know, you know, appeared neurotypical, but she had all of, you know, she didn't have friends at school, and, you know, it was all this stuff. So I didn't know until JoJo got diagnosed that that's what was going on with her daughter, and then um, it hit a crisis point, and, you know, I was kind of dancing around it, and she went into middle school, and it was a crisis. Oh, like, I can imagine. R no, like serious crisis. And she was seeing a therapist, the daughter. The therapist was not diagnosed her correctly, and then they were like, you know, calling it other things, like anxiety and depression, and then it got to a point of really serious stuff like with life this and death daughter stuff? life and death and when that happened I just told her I said look I really need to be honest with you because to me I this is life and death and I need you to hear this and if you don't like it then you can tell me to shut up but this yeah. is more important and I told her like I think she has you know, I don't think she has anxiety, depression. I think she's autistic, and I think it's really hard to see in girls, and I think she needs to see a specialist that will diagnose girls only. And I think they're only treating the symptoms of autism and not really diagnosing the autism, and I think that this is the root of everything. And luckily, 
she was like, did her own research. She's like us. She's super, you know, smart and did her own research and was like, yeah. And she's like, I agree. I agree. But I really was, I remember I was like on vacation and she's texting me all this crazy stuff going on with her daughter. And I was just like, look, this is ground zero. Like, yeah, you, you have to at least explore this. And the first, and I told her, I have to hold my tongue about stuff like this. She was like, and I can only afford to see a neuropsych through, get an evaluation through my insurance. And I told her before she did it very nicely. I said, look, I appreciate that. And I know it's a money thing, but I said, I probably can guarantee you, you're not going to get a good diagnosis. I just know that for a fact. You need to see someone that is known for this and especially for just girls, diagnosing girls. She's like, no, no, no. I think this will work. They got the diagnosis. The woman didn't diagnose her, was mean, put uh. it on the parents. But luckily she, and so she called me and talked me through the diagnosis. And I was like, how do you feel about that? She's like, I think she's wrong. And I'm like, good. So now go and pay a private person, which she did. She found, after that, she found like, she went over the top, found like the, you know, the leading expert in the U.S. about diagnosing girls with ASD. And she got the right diagnosis. And that changed that girl's life. And it changed the trajectory of that family. And it actually saved her life. So I, I think sometimes it's like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I always look at the child and not the adult. And I say, how much is that child suffering? And if that child is really suffering, then I think you have an obligation to step in and say something. Because You're right. what else do you have to lose? Yeah. You Completely. know? Yeah. And they're not in that, they're not in a life and death crisis, but I also, but they may be, especially with that. I don't think they are yet. Like, no, no, no. At the age, but, but, but what, but why wait? Why wait? Why wait? Why wait till you get to that point? Because she's in a spot right now in life too, where it's just raining and pouring, you know, like even not just with her daughter, but like extended family health issues like there's so much she's dealing with that I just I could I I feel (laughs) I feel bad I just feel bad putting something else on her plate that she has to process through when she's processing through yeah but so much else I know but I think but but I also know that I feel like the time is now even though it's not the ideal time because it's been floating in my head for a little while and then other people yeah. talk to her about it. So part of me. Yeah. Well, it's like, not just you. Yeah. If other people brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. So part of me is just like, she'll probably hear it from well, me. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, it's better. Look, if she's getting it from strangers and that's really fucking shitty, by the way, anyone who doesn't know your kid and walks up to you and just decides to diagnose the kid and tell you, don't do that. No, don't do don't that. Don't do that. No, thank you. Goodbye. So. If she's getting it from other people, you're actually doing her a favor. Yeah. I, I, and you're going to save her from a lot of heartache. And you have to think about it this way. She might be going down the rabbit hole with ADHD. You know what I mean? So if what she's doing with ADHD isn't really working and she's going down the wrong diagnostic rabbit hole, then then you're saving her time and energy and money yeah. and heartache. And you're actually... No, I actually think she also has ADHD. I think there's yeah. a... It's a trifold of the brilliant... Yeah. ADHD yeah and autism and the yeah. only reason why I think autism is because of the social inference yeah the black and white and the rigidity yeah. like those are the three things yeah and I'm like 
oh yeah. But then I'm part of me is like, okay, well, is that ADHD? But rigidity isn't ADHD. Like, mm, no, but no, but I think that if it's too much, I mean, the social thing is the biggest thing for me because that's typically not that's a, that's a even though she has friends and she makes eye contact she, she's still really really socially awkward and is having a lot of issues around she, social and emotional stuff I know yeah. everyone says oh it's hard at that age but it's it's you see it like with our like it's I see the difference like it's definitely harder and in the, a wrong like in a way different way for the, the way kids that she are talks is the way you talk about Jojo of just yeah. like not being able to see the other person's point of view as well yep. not yeah. being flexible and understanding that yeah that's not not going her way that's not adhd yeah uh, i'm not people we're not i'm not a doctor so please don't take my word but from my knowledge yeah and enough of i've seen of it yeah from what you talked about and is she really bright she's yeah she's been gifted and talented trusted and whatnot yeah and it's really hard she's really gifted yeah thinking and it's really hard for her to understand that her consequences like yeah but people aren't going to like the way she's treating them, you know? Like, she doesn't understand that affects... Right, but not all people... And you have to remember, not all people that are gifted are behave that way. Like, being gifted doesn't mean you're, you become an asshole and you have inflexible thinking. You know what I'm saying? So, that doesn't... So, there's something else going on, too. And actually, that trifecta, which I'd love, 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 love to dive into at some point in time, um, I wonder how I feel like that is... a more common trifecta than we realize gifted ADHD autism like oh. and I and I see it there's an the other girl that I was talking about um that's her trifecta the one that was it was like life or death gifted highly gifted autism and then I wonder if she has a little bit of ADHD because the mom has ADHD but it's like this triangle that I've seen in I girls I wonder if this is just me like vomiting if there's ever going to be a new diagnosis then like well because so well because all of its adhd brain is different autistic brain is different gifted gifted brain is different yeah so what if it's just one brain that's different you know what i'm saying like what if well i know i wonder i just i don't know if they're evolved enough in that like that's what we're talking with deborah it's like deborah horry who works with two e kids and deborah was like it really i think it's like twice exceptional meaning you have two neurodivergent attributes right and it's, but, but Deborah was saying a lot of times a two E kid is actually a three E kid. There's normally always one other thing in there. So, and I think well, that's something because they use the term two E now. So that's like yeah. in the vernacular, it's like twice exceptional. Well, and it's talking to yeah. Andrea of like just the brain being so different. I'm just like, I wonder if we just don't know. Like, I wonder Well, maybe if we it's just something not even, yeah, maybe we just don't know. Yeah. There's going to be a new, new diagnosis. diagnosis that. Yeah, all that all these kids have, have these three yeah. things are just like they're are now put in be that that category. That category because yeah. it it makes it, it. I guess me just thinking like how coincidental does it have to be that all like these yeah. brains are all different? Well, it you was. Know what I'm it like, was. It's it's it, well. That's interesting that we can go down another rabbit hole another time because it was separate, and that was really considered Asperger's, right? But right. then they and but then. Asperger's got pulled through into the autism spectrum and it got put into the autism spectrum. And they, but if you read every, like I, you know, I've read a lot about the beginning of Asperger's, it's the traits, 
there's some very definitive traits like Jojo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there is there is some reasoning and maybe it's about funding and maybe it's about how Oh yeah, the reason why they took Asperger's that, yeah. out was because of funding. Because and because of funding, of funding and, and so research. Maybe, because yeah. they needed more money and yeah. so they ended up if you and you get and, a bigger population. And, and yeah. It, and I talked to my sense. friend who does yeah bio research kind of stuff. Yeah. And he was talking about that, how it messes up and skews all the data. Yeah. But the funding's better. So then in the end, you get more money, which is what you need in order to do more research. So it's yeah. like this weird, like... It's a weird thing. thing. But, but anyway, so let's get back to telling friends. So I think um, you should tell her. Okay. And I think you should just be prepared. And I think you should tell her through stories about other people. And I think you should say... And I think you should load it up front and be like, listen, I know that you have a lot on your plate with all these other things. I know, but what I do know is that you're really having a hard time with your daughter and trying to figure out how to parent her correctly and you're beating yourself up about it. Yeah. And I do know several other moms that have highly intelligent yeah, I just have to talk autistic about girls a lot. And this is what their journey was. And and like Chloe has ADHD too. So she's the same thing. Um, and and I wonder if she's gifted too. I think it feels like she's gifted. I feel like she's gifted too in a creative way. But, um, and what seems like more work right now is going to change, is, isn't, isn't going to alleviate so much more heartache and work in the future. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's hard to swallow. Listen, when I got the diagnosis for Georgia, I told you, I cried for like three months. I was a nutbag. I have no oh, yeah. fucking clue because something about an autism diagnosis hits you harder than an ADHD or a dyslexic diagnosis because it's really, it seems bigger. And it in reality, bigger. and here's the thing, this is what I learned too. And you can tell her this, you can say Suzanne thought it was so much bigger and in reality, it's not bigger. It's just, it's the same, but because she has the right diagnosis, everything is easier now. And the child is happier, their relationship. Happy. So it's not bigger. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's because of society or how they portrayed autism in society. I don't know, but it just seemed more definitive and scarier I than think it's ADHD or dyslexia or... My two things, I've been thinking about this with selective mutism is a thing as well and so it fits in with this i think the two yeah. things is is the way it's portrayed because it's such a big spectrum but yeah you think autism you think of the yeah over here that's rocking and like yeah stimming and like a nonverbal yeah. and all of that stuff yeah like your brain goes all over the place but that's kind of the visual that you have yeah. first and that visual is very powerful so then you get scared i yeah. feel like that's what something and then um two with ADHD and dyslexia, we talk about the strengths so much. We talk about all Absolutely. these people that are like phenomenal in their field. People. And, you know, yeah. like you see the strengths so apparent. Yeah. That it's when you don't see it as parent with autism, it's like you don't. Yeah. You know, like I. Well, there, it's new. Like, I think the, a, the way the conversation that, is diff changing. The conversation sure, but. is changing. But so the point to stay on topic, I think you should tell her. And I think I'm going to. I think. And here's a thing um, to maybe help people, too, is. I think um, and you can disagree with me, agree with me, Patty, is because I've done it so much is the more you tell your story, and it's the same thing with my trauma, the more I was open to telling people about my own kids' neurodivergence, 
the more people were comfortable coming to me and saying, and sometimes I would absolutely do it on purpose to people I knew that had a neurodivergent child that had not been mm-hmm. diagnosed because they'd be saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm having problems with Madonna. And then I'd say, oh yeah, this is what happened. This was my journey and lay it at their feet. And then I've had so many people come back to me and say, remember you were telling me that story? Well, yeah, I think that's my son. And what do I do? Yeah. And then, and then you just give, then you say, well, you know, call Wood Small, our lawyer, love him to death. Yep. And get a neuropsych evaluation and then go from there. You know, stop guessing. And that's the other big things people spend. I had one friend that for two years was guessing the diagnosis of their own child. And for financial reasons, they did not believe a neuropsych evaluation was worth it. And I was finally said, you have been guessing this diagnosis for two years. You've spent money on yeah, shit that doesn't work. And finally they came to a head and they got the right diagnosis. So you also have to be prepared for the fact that people won't they, take your recommendation. Yeah. That's because you give advice doesn't mean people have to take it. Yeah. People. And <laughs> I think people, so funny. not a recommend. I don't even like say recommendation. They won't hear your story. Right. And make a parallel, like make a, you know, well, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to tell your story, but I'm also going to be like fr- upfront with them. So, you know, I've been, I've been, yeah. Like yeah. this has been floating in my head for a while because I'm getting yeah. to know Suzanne better and her daughter better and her story better. Yeah. And it keeps reminding me of your daughter. And yeah. now that it's been brought to your attention by people that yeah. don't know you as well, I probably, I, I, I need to tell you that. Yeah. That let's look into this. Let's do it together or whatever. Well, okay. Then the other thing I was going to say to you is when you do do that stuff, be prepared for solutions for them. That's what so I was gonna, come yes. to them and say, so this is what you should do. You know what I mean? Tell them steps so yeah, that they're not get, like, let's get the, the neuropsych through yeah. Kaiser or whoever. Yeah. Get and that. Then I'm, yeah. And then I want to find, and I was going to ask you about this too, of like an article that talks about female autism. Oh, there's tons of them. I'll find you one. Yeah. Because, there's a lot. Because I want, I don't, she's already gone to somebody who said, no. Yeah. Know? Yeah. We'll look the for social some stuff. Yeah. The social stuff, you know? So I want to make sure that she can prime the person as well. Of like, Well, and also like, honestly, I don't know. I feel so strongly about this and I'm going to take it to my grave and get on a mountaintop with a speaker is like, you have to see an autistic, you have to see a neuropsych that has been known to diagnose girls. It, it just, you can't, it's not worth it. You're, it's like you're spending good money after bad. Like do you just Google neuropsychs, autism girls or something? Yeah, you do. You okay. do because there are people, you know, they publish stuff and they write articles or they're, write, you know, they're known for that in their own communities. Or you ask other neuropsychs, you know, like, hey, or you know what I mean? You ask yeah. around, but you can find people like that. I mean, I find she out, is. ask, do you know anything about selective mutism? And they're like the one paragraph that we were taught. Um, so, right. Yeah, I, I mean, well, that makes sense that you would. But I don't think, but anyway, so that's my rule of thumb. I, I'm prepared for people to, um, dance around it. Um, I'm prepared for people, but I'm always prepared for a solution. Like, so if they're like, okay, what do I do? Then I'm like, these are, well, and and around, around here, like I can give them my resources. Like this is my resource list. I hate it when people punch and run. That's what I call it. Like punch in the stomach and they run away. It's like, no, like if I'm going to punch you in the stomach, I'm going to help you up and I'm going to like, 
You yeah, know, because it is a punch in the stomach with new diagnosis and all these things. But I'm I'm going to definitely tell but her also, that I'll be with her. You're coming. The thing. But the the benefit, like the reason why sometimes I feel like it's okay for me to do it, is because I have lived it, and I'm not an outside observer that's just observing something that I haven't seen myself or yeah. been through. You know, like I think it is really cheeky for people that a don't know you that well or don't know your child that well who feel obligated to tell you something that they know nothing about, first of all. Um, and they may not have been through themselves. If someone came up to me and said, which I've had people like say, hey, my child was like this. This re- JoJo reminds me of, of this. And because my child is like this, I did have Anne, a girl that goes to, uh, went to Frostig, before JoJo was diagnosed with, with autism, Anne is has a very similar diagnosis and so she would say things to me and I'd be like no no we already got our diagnosis she's not autistic and Anne would be like well yeah her behavior reminds a lot of me when I was her age Suzanne and I just would kind of click it over you know what I mean yeah so it's interesting it's actually I I I would be interesting to figure it's interesting who you're willing to listen to and who you're not I know like because I've had someone come up to me and talk about something diagnosed with Zandy and I'm just like no but I also view that parent as like neurotic and completely diagnosis crazy well yeah that you also have to put that into context too so no like I'm not running around diagnosing every child in my neighborhood I mean I'm yeah I'm only really um suggesting it if the parent reaches out to me directly or the parent says hey this is what I'm seeing you know well and I know and I always say to them, I don't, I'm not dying. I don't know. I just say to them, this go to story. see a neurostyke. Yeah, this like, is, our, this story. is our story. And then the first thing you should do is just go to a neurostyke or go to your school and have them do a evaluation on them, you know? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it today. I think because, you need to do it. Because. I think you do. She was crying with me today about it. She was. Yeah. And, and look, have her call me. I thought about that too. I was like, ooh, we should all go to coffee or dinner or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, have her. Call me or be like, look, Suzanne is open to talking to you. Like, if I was you like, let's all go to dinner and have a drink and we'll be all yeah. good. Because she, she definitely feels alone in all of this because yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's always a lot. It's always a lot. But I think rule of thumb. I'd rather it have a mm. lot and be correct than a lot and be wrong. You know? Yeah. She's going to have a lot regardless, so she might as well be working well, in the right Well, that's what direction. I mean. It's like, it, you know, getting the right diagnosis. Like, for me, I was, like, so devastated, and then I finally woke up and, like, shook myself off, and I was like, okay, so what am I crying about? I'm crying about the fact that I got the right diagnosis, and now I know what to do with her, and then she's going to be happier, and I'm going to be happier. Okay, that's not so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just, I was, it's overwhelming. But, um, and I always think of the child. Like, how much is that child suffering? Yeah. And I well, that's and my weak spot. This child said some similar things to her own way of, like, Jackson, how she's like, I don't want to be this way. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want to be out of control. She doesn't want to be a meltdown. Of and she course wants not. Her friends. Like, she wants yeah. her friends. It's been hard to hear yeah. her struggle with the friendships and stuff. So, All right. Yeah. So you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. And report back. We'll report back. Good on. Okay. See. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We truly appreciate it. Please subscribe to Finding Neurodivergence through Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 